you're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, episode 12. And today we're talking about tapping into your limitless potential and the power of curiosity. This is a great episode, so stay tuned. Hi, I'm Samantha Riley, and I work with thought leaders and experts to help them double their income, their freedom, and their impact to create a business and a life they love. From my business background of 25 years, I've learned there are three key areas to growing a successful business, your mindset, your talents, and the people you surround yourself with. Here in the Business Lab, we'll interview successful entrepreneurs and deep dive to discover the exact strategies that they have used to build their business so that you can experiment and implement these strategies in your business too. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Welcome to another episode of the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and thank you so much for joining us for another episode. It's pretty busy around here. Action Station's getting ready for my Amplify Your Influence workshop around, or half-day workshop, I should say, around Australia and the USA, and it's pretty cool. I've spoken to some amazing people today who are going to be coming along. I love reaching out and connecting with people in person rather than just keeping our connections online. And that's what our topic is, or that's part of what we talk about in today's episode. So if you'd like to know more about the Amplify Your Influence half-day workshops, if you are wanting to attract more clients, if you are wanting to amplify your income, have more impact in the world and really set up your business so that you can work from anywhere, then I'd love to have you join us. You can learn more. Head over to samanthariley.global forward slash amplify and check it out. See if it uh, is a fit for you. Try it on for size. And if it looks interesting, I would love you to join us. I'm really, like I said, we're attracting a great group of people and I, apart from learning some really cool stuff, I know that we're going to be having a heap of fun because that's what I'm about. We only live once and why not do it in grand style? And that is our topic of conversation today. This episode was actually, I don't have, fa- I don't like to have favorites, but this was one of my favorite episodes that I've ever recorded. I chatted with Cameron Brown. Um, and Cameron's an international keynote speaker. He's a high performance coach and he's just returned from delivering the closing talk at Italy's largest TEDx event. He did it up there on stage, closing the event with a grand piano on stage. Cameron doesn't do things the way that the world says he should do things. He loves helping people to step up to their next level of excellence and showing what's possible when we tap into our limitless potential. And I, I won't, uh, I won't ruin it, but he's just launched some really cool stuff. We chatted about how he is changing the conversation. Uh, we talked about social media. There's a lot of people that don't like social media. There's um, a lot of talk around social media disconnecting people. We talked a lot about connection and how he's going 
about connecting with people on a deep level using social media. This is an episode that I think every entrepreneur should listen to because if we can change the way we do things and we can change the story, we are in a time in the world where we have got the ability to be able to really turn things around and Cameron really believes that right to the core. It comes through in this conversation that I have with him. So without further ado, I welcome Cameron Brown to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Hey Cameron, thank you so much for joining me here in the Thought Leaders Business Lab today. I am very excited with what we're going to chat about. Absolutely pumped. Now before we get into it, if you're listening in, we're not going to go into Cameron's background because Cameron was on the Unlimited Influence podcast. I can't remember what episode number, but we'll pop that in the show notes because you're about to be blown away and inspired and you are going to want to go back and listen to where Cameron's come from. But today we are going to talk about how to make a greater impact because as entrepreneurs, I believe that at the root of everything that we're doing, we do it because we want to make a greater impact in the world. Uh, and you specifically, Cameron, talk about how we can leverage technology to do that. Tell us, uh, just very briefly, tell us a little bit what you, about what you mean by that. I think we have a, a remarkable opportunity right now to utilise uh, technology and part of that social media, other, other components as well to that, utilise technology to tell stories, to help share our, the way in which we do things, why we do things, uh, be able to reach people that we haven't been able to reach before in ways that we wouldn't have even dreamed were even possible like five or ten years ago. And so I, like, I, I love showcasing that through different projects and through the, the talks that I deliver to, to really demonstrate that this is right now. It's not in the future. Like the future is going to, I believe, is going to be even better because it's going to allow us to reach even more people in more innovative and creative ways. Uh, but our ability to reach people and, and touch people and inspire people in ways that, like I said, we, we couldn't have even dreamed of just five or 10 years ago is, is what this is really about. And you're able to do that from anywhere in the world as well. Uh, that is just incredible, right? Absolutely. And people talk about that, you know, oh, you know, you see it all over Facebook. I've made my million dollars and I can do it from anywhere in the world. But I believe that most people still think that that's a dream that is unattainable to them. And the other thing that I think that most people are already thinking is, sure, we can use social media and we can use technology to make a greater impact, but I believe that there's still a lot of people that think social media is bad. Yeah. And I want to hear your take on that. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you see a lot, of, I mean, a lot of studies that are coming out now. Uh, early studies are showing that, that digital technology, including social media, is fueling a new wave of behavioral challenges. You know, depression and anxiety, narcissism, lower levels of empathy, uh, not only in, in young people, but also in adults. And so when you see those things are happening, then absolutely, in, in, a, in a number of cases, technology hasn't been a great thing. The way that I see this is that it's, it's, technology isn't the problem here, it's pointing to the problem and it's magnifying the problem. And, and that is that if we aren't if we're not comfortable with our own thoughts, if we're not comfortable with who we are internally, then what happens is we use external sources to fill the void. Now, that's not new with technology. That happens with food. That's why a huge amount of people are obese. 
Uh, it happens with other addictions. It happens with dysfunctional relationships. It happens now through technology. It's just that technology now is, it's, it's funny because it's increasing the level of stimuli now, mm-hmm. which makes it even more glaringly obvious that there's a problem here, which makes people want to blame something. But really, we've got to look at our own selves internally, realize that the reason why people use something and to get, say, a dopamine hit, for example, which is what so, uh, mm-hmm. social media is doing, studies are showing that, is because they haven't got a way for, to meet it instead. That's why something becomes so addictive is because we haven't got healthy ways, healthy conscious ways to meet that instead. You have all of a sudden have a number of alternatives in how to go about utilizing technology in great ways or getting that pleasurable pleasure, pleasure sense taken care of. Then all of a sudden it doesn't have as much power over you and it allows you to consciously make decisions based on what it is that you're wanting to achieve rather than just using it to fill a void. So I, I think that's, it's really important to touch on because uh, as, as entrepreneurs, we, we are, a lot of the time, we are using technology a lot. And I, I'm, I'm the same. I, I, ha- I still have to, even though I coach and I speak on this and I've been doing it for many, many years, I still have to pick myself up on it. I still have to take myself away from technology, give myself time away. I just was yesterday at a float tank, uh, giving myself the sensory deprivation because I know that's what I need to be completely away uh, in this highly stimuli- stimulated world, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it really, it, we have to be conscious about how we're using these technologies. Otherwise, they will kick our ass. Mm, mm. I love the way that you've said that it just opens up what's already sitting there. And really, it's, it's a mirror to how you're feeling inside. I mean, I'm sure, well, I, I know for myself that if I'm having a bad day and I see something on social media that doesn't feel good, it can send me into a bit of a spiral, into a bit of a rabbit yeah. hole. But I also know that if I'm having a great day, and I'm meeting a whole heap of new people and having inspiring conversations, that it's a projector of that. So it's not the social media as such. It's just a mirror to what's going on in our own world. Exactly right. Exactly right. Love it. Now, you have been off traveling around the world for the last 18 months, uh, and I know you've been doing some amazing things in the last four months that has just absolutely blown my mind in the most beautiful and amazing way. Tell us, what have you been doing in the last 18 months? Well, I mean, 18 months ago, I, I sold everything that I owned uh, and embarked on a quest to inspire people to, to, to make a greater impact in the world. And again, I'm, I'm a believer in, in living a living and breathing example of what that looks like and, and showing people how, how you can do that. So yeah, the last 18 months has been a whirlwind. It's been across 10 countries in four continents. Uh, there were speaking engagements across those four continents, uh, more than a million organic video views and uh, short films of sustainability projects to help tell their stories and you know, music, music created and I did a, a speaking event in, in Burlington, Canada last year in front of 700 people with a, a beautiful grand piano on stage showcasing the footage of mine from around the world. So there's just been some, some remarkable things and then, and then this year has been just the next level again. I think it's been as I've become more and more focused and more and more focused on how I can make a better impact, the, the next level seems to present itself. And so uh, I was invited to uh, deliver the closing talk at TEDx, the largest TEDx in Italy. First time going to Europe, by, by the way. Oh, so and my most 
favorite city in the world. I tell you, when I saw that you were chosen to speak in Rome, I'm like, oh, yeah. Rome is my favorite city in the whole world. It is. It is a beautiful place. Italy overall is just is just remarkable. I was so appreciative. My sister and her fiance actually came to watch the talk, which was amazing to have at least two people that knew me there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, but yeah, it, it was an amazing experience to to present there. Uh, we had a grand piano on stage for that as well, and. Uh, yeah, in, in the lead up to it, because the talk was very much about the, supi- the surprising power of curiosity. And I, and I had realized even before the 18 months, the power that it, it seemed that curiosity had. And I wanted to test that out even more. Mm-hmm. So that was a big part of the 18 months as well of, of just playing around and, and seeing, right, is, is this really as powerful as what I, what I think it could be? Um, mm-hmm. Is this actually a, a, like, a, like a secret that if people were to understand, they could open up to a sea of possibility? And it absolutely has been the case for me. It's been the case for my clients now. And so being able to deliver that talk um, in Rome was outstanding. To showcase again how it was done, in the lead up to it, four months uh, I secretly worked with more than 80 people from 40 countries around the world. All of them recorded a part of the song that I wrote while traveling the world last year after spending some time living in the Colombian rainforest. And it was just an amazing project. Everybody recorded a part of the song, both video and audio. We had people in front of rivers, in front of mountains, in front of castles and ruins and all these other remarkable places. And for my part, we actually took a a grand piano out at sunrise to a place called Garden of the Gods in Colorado and, and filmed on a drone and other equipment to bring it all together turned it into a, uh, an animated split screen uh, video uh, that then was playing on the big screen at Rome while I played the song live on a grand piano. So it was, uh, it was a pretty cool, pretty cool experience from that point of view. And now the, the, the video is out online now um, as a standalone uh, on social media. And uh, yeah, it's been amazing to finally release, up, release it to the world when it has been uh, kept completely secret for, uh, <laughs> for a number of months. I, I, I really think it's the longest I've been able to keep a secret and it's been killing me because you, like, you've seen it, like the footage is it just is remarkable. Incredible. And, it is yeah, incredible. I had the, the hair standing up on my arms. <laughs> I mean, you were watching me as I was watching it and, you know, yeah. I, I smiled and then, you know, you could feel the tears coming up and it, it's, it is the most beautiful the way that it's all put together, the people, the the feelings, the emotion in the words, the whole the whole package is incredible. Thank you. And Thank and you I guess knowing that. the story behind it and bringing people together, which is so such a powerful message in that you know we can use technology not to like disconnect, but to actually yeah. use it to leverage connections, which is the message from the song, right? Totally, totally. At the end of the day, the, what we talked about earlier is that a lot of people, while we are more connected than ever before, are feeling more disconnected. Mm. And, and to show this firsthand is that, again, technology isn't the problem, it's pointing to it. And just this is a living and breathing example of, like I, I have some of these people now that are, are really good friends of mine. They're amazing human beings. Um, they, they are so appreciative to have been a part of something meaningful. And, and I mean, some of these places... One, I've never been to before. Two, I've never heard of before. And, uh, and three is that I, I would, we would have never met, never had the opportunity to work together if it wasn't for technology. Yeah. And so that has given the opportunity for people who are in 
some are in are in really difficult and challenging times. I mean, there's a number of people in the video from Venezuela. Um, they are going through some really challenging times as a as a country right now. Um, and so to have given the opportunity and had the opportunity for some beautiful people to be a part of of something like this in, in a different part of the world to give themselves hope and be inspired, just just incredible. And so again, like four like four months. Imagine how long that would have taken if it was done without technology. It would have been over, well over a year. Well, well over, over a year. year. Well over a year, well over like thousands and thousands of miles of travel, thousands and thousands of dollars, huge mm-hmm. amounts of emissions, uh, you know, in terms of from a planetary point of view. All of this has been able to, to be done in a way that is, that is better for the environment, uh, has allowed us to connect with great, amazing people in different parts of the world and do it faster than you've ever been able to before. Absolutely. Now, there's something I did want to go back and touch on before we go down this route of creating an impact because yeah. this is something that I really, really want to drive home in this episode is that we are all here to make a difference and Mm. and I want to tap into that. But there's something that I picked up when you were talking before and it's that you've travelled the world for the last 18 months and you've had grand pianos in your Airbnbs and you've used your grand piano in, in this and music is your passion. I love the way that you've embraced that passion and integrated it into your brand and into your message. Mm. Was there a time, like, was there a, a um, like a sliding doors moment when you realise that I have this passion for music and I've got a, you know, this business idea um, to bring those two together? Or was that something that organically happened over time? Because no. coming from a creative background or from a dance background, oh. I really understand the power that we can use to bring these two together. Yeah. Yeah, this, this has been, <laughs> when we look at it, it's been a, a, about a decade of, of bringing it together. So I, when, when I first started out running the company, I, I mean, one of the things that I wanted to do right from the get-go because I had been writing music for a long time now um, and I had wanted to use music to help make a difference. I didn't know exactly how I was going to do that. I just knew that the gigs, like live gigs where everybody was getting smashed on uh, high on whatever they were getting high on. <laughs> uh, it wasn't going to be the place where someone was going to come up to me late at night at uh, midnight or two o'clock in the morning and say, dude, you just changed my life. I heard those <laughs> lyrics. And, oh, man, I'm going to go home and I'm going to write in a gratitude journal. Or, you know, it just wasn't going to happen, right? I, I had that epiphany. Like it was late at night when I was playing a gig. And I thought, you know what? This, this just isn't the place for the music that I'm creating because I was creating all right, right back then. I was creating music about life, about confidence, about courage, about overcoming these internal battles that we have with ourselves uh, because I went through all of those internal battles. And, and so music helped me through that. And so it always had a special place for me thinking if, if, if I'm able to get over stuff in my own life through the power of music, maybe there's a way that I could do it with other people as well and help other people. And so it, it's been there for a long time and I moved away from it, moved back to it because there's, it's been this flow of maybe I can, maybe I can't. Maybe I can, maybe it's not possible. I wonder if I like, I'm trying to work out a way in which I could bring it together in a way that wasn't seen as a gimmick, wasn't seen as something that um, is just, yeah, just, just doesn't, uh, it's not unique and it's not powerful because I had seen other people try to do it in this industry and I, I had looked at the videos and gone, oh, I cringe at that because it's not classy and I wanted it to be classy. I wanted it to be cool. 
And I wanted the people to walk away going, oh my gosh, that was epic. So, so that, that was my thinking around it. Like I said, it's been a waves of this going on and on and on. But the, the big one came and it was when I was in Argentina, it was, it was when I actually wrote the song, There's Still Time. At that time, so it was a week after being, in that first week after being in the, in the rainforest in Colombia, I moved to Argentina. I wrote this song as well as two others. I felt this yearning to be at this piano, right, Sam? I felt like something was ready to be written through me. And, um, and exactly that happened after the experiences of seeing trees being cut down in front of my eyes in the rainforest and mining companies moving into pristine areas of jungle. It was just a crazy experience from that point of view. And so wrote this music. And then I, I found myself asking, well, I wonder why I'm really here. And it was, part of it was, well, I wonder how I can make a greater impact. But the other part was like, like getting right down to the core of why am I really here? Um, and, and a really powerful question followed from that. And it was, if this all ended today, what's the one thing that I'll regret not doing? And immediately my thought went, grand piano on stage while delivering a talk. It had been wow. something that had been in my mind for a long time. And I thought, I, I just hadn't been able to get it, right? I hadn't been able to smash it yet. There was one time in Australia where I'd been booked in for it and then the event got cancelled outside of my control. But then, so I, so I really started to focus, chose to focus in on that. I meditated, I visualised, I, I did, I put all of my energy into it and three months later I was in Burlington in Canada in front of 700 people closing out the event for David Suzuki doing that. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a remarkable showing of when you, dedicate to something when you visualize it when you feel it when you experience it when you know that it's going to happen and then it actually occurs and I remember out of it was it was a I think it was a month or two after I, I had this realization I go oh my gosh the piano is in the exact same position on stage that it was in my visualization oh it was wow amazing. it was wow. amazing Absolutely amazing. So, um, so yeah, you know, there, there's power in that, but there's power in in knowing that it's a, a going to happen versus just picturing it's going to happen. You've got to be able to feel it. You've got to experience it. You've got to know that it's actually happened. Uh, you know, that, that's that's what I found anyway, and that's what's allowed things to happen so quickly since that. Mm, and visualization is so powerful. And I've also had a situation like that where it's almost like I can't put the visualization separate to when the when the event actually happened because totally. they merged so much that it almost felt like it really had happened in the visualization or it did totally. so when it yeah. happened i was like i can't actually see the the difference here it's like the same thing yeah um, did you did you find that uh because I, I found this and it was uh uh <laughs> i think somebody somebody asked me how was it and i thought yeah, it was good. And I was like, I've already done it a hundred times. Like, so, so it was, there, there wasn't really the, the fulfillment that came after that because it had already happened so many times. So it was kind of like, oh yeah, it, it was awesome. And I still locked in reference points about how epic it was. But, uh, you know, that happened. It was the same with the, the TEDx event. It was like, you know, walking off and, and it was great hugs all around and it was epic. But uh, the same same thing happened. It was like, well, yeah, I kind of already did that, right? I lived this a year ago, so yeah. I kind of knew what was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, so I guess the biggest takeaway from that is that you really went in deep and were very honest with yourself in what it was that you wanted to achieve and what yes. your passion was and what the outcome was. And just by knowing the what, the how presented itself, and it's a beautiful segue because that was the title of your TEDx talk, The Surprising Power of Curiosity. 
And yeah. that's what it was, wasn't it? It was the curiosity that then went, okay, well, how do we make this happen? Totally. The, the curiosity is what, what I find is that it, it's what allows you to get out of your own way. The reason why I look back and look at why, why it had, things hadn't occurred in certain ways up until now and, uh, and continue, like there's always going to be another level, that it's, it, I, I've realised, especially these 18 months, is that the biggest thing getting in my own way is myself. Uh, and the moment, the, the more that I can get out of my own way and allow the universe to be created through me, uh, the faster things happen, the more magic that happens more quickly. Um, and it ends up being this co-creation that's going on uh, rather than forcing things, it's about allowing. Uh, and all of a sudden, and, and this has happened, like, this is how I write music. When I try to write a song, I suck. Uh, but yeah. when I allow the music to be written through me, magic happens. Mm. And, and, and so opening up to that sea of curiosity is what allows you to open up to everything that you don't know yet. Mm. And everything that you don't know yet is where all growth occurs. Mm. Because what happens is when we don't know where we're going or what's going to come next or how things are going to eventuate, our natural instinct from our survival mechanisms is to close down, is to stay safe. Because if we moved into something that's unknown, there's a chance that saber-toothed tiger is going to kick your ass, right? It's going to end up eating you. Um, and so we are, unless we build a new level of awareness, a new level of intelligence here, then we are constantly going to be fighting against that survival mechanism. Mm. And so this sense of curiosity is a great way to not have to, uh, how do I say, it? It, it's, it's like playing just outside of safety. Mm -hmm. What happens is it ends up being, well, not what am I going to do, but what could I do? Mm. it's a big difference, right? But this, what this does is it, all of a sudden it gives you permission to play. It gives you permission to guide that sense of yourself that you're wanting to move towards. You're not forcing it. Mm -hmm. You're not making a decision. You're not needing to be anywhere right now. You're just in a space of curiosity and allowing yourself that space to create. So it's not I need to know. It's what could I do? Mm. And what... If, 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 I, if I was doing what I wanted to do now, what, would it, what might it look like? Mm. Notice those words, might, could, would. Not what am, what am I going to do, what, what do I do, what, you know, no, there, there's no absolutes just yet. That's the yeah. beauty about curiosity because you haven't made a decision yet. Yeah. The beautiful thing about that is then all of a sudden you're opened up to all of the things you don't know yet. The, all of a sudden things start coming to you because you're allowing that side of yourself to be uh, ex you know, allowing yourself to be exposed to that that side of yourself, and what I find, what I found, I found this with clients as well, is that curiosity feeds on itself. And all of a sudden, because if you think about it, and you you, you would think about it, back to like when you're create when you're in a creative space, and all of a sudden an idea pops into your mind, and then all of a sudden another one pops in. You go, oh, but I could do this as well. And all of a sudden, there's this momentum that builds out of it. Again, space of curiosity about what you could do. And once you're absolutely got, uh, exhausted those solutions in this dream space, which is what Disney uh, did in that, uh, having that dream space to be able to create, mm. is all of a sudden we have uh, many other options available to us that we wouldn't have otherwise had available to us. Mm. Um, this is exactly how I came up with the, the idea for having people involved. Um, and the beautiful thing, be be beautiful couple of words that people can use is I wonder. Mm -hmm. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder. I want, and this is just beautiful full circle, how it started uh, this whole journey over the 18 months. About six months prior, 
I was exhausted from a, from a tour that I did with events that I ran. I thought, this isn't sustainable anymore. I wonder if there are like, if there's a piano that I could roll up in my suitcase that I could take with me around the world because I still want to travel. There is, but it was pretty dodgy quality, right? Mm -hmm. And then the next one was coming and when I was in Australia at the time, well, I wonder if there are places like around the world that I could stay in that have grand pianos in them. Mm. So I looked and thought, oh my gosh, there is. And so all of a sudden the, the mind started going, well, I wonder if I could travel around the world while still making an impact, still coaching, still speaking, and have these places that I stay in that allow me to be even more creative. And then that happened. And then the next thing, the next phase came from there. So I look at all of this and look at the music video that you've seen now and the TEDx talk and all of that. None of that would have happened if it wasn't for those two initial seemingly innocent words, I wonder. Mm. Beautiful, isn't it? The power of the question or the power of the correct question, really. Correct. I think what you just said there is absolutely vital because there's a difference between childlike curiosity and I, I talk about having childlike curiosity. It's important to have that. But if you've only got childlike curiosity, it's quite likely you're going to end up doing something pretty damn stupid. No. Yeah. Oh, good takeaway. <laughs> yeah, you th think about what a child does. Yeah. They're curious, but they do some dumb shit, right? Well, they because do. they don't know any better. They don't, they don't know, know any better. better. Exactly. We've done the dumb shit. We know what's yeah, Exactly. On they put stuff in their mouth. They go and do something that gets them you know, into trouble. And, and you look at it and go, why, why would you even think of doing that? But, yeah, they haven't got the mechanism in place to be strategic in guiding their curiosity. This is the key. I, the way I look at it is you create the space. Then you guide your curiosity with powerful questions. So you use empowering questions and curious tonality. Mm. Utilize those, language and tonality both together because here's the thing. You can use language on its own, but it will still head you in a, in a disempowering uh, direction. Mm -hmm. so you go, oh, I wonder, where I'm, I wonder what I'm going to do next versus, oh, I wonder what I'm going to do next. Yeah. Exactly the same language, different tonality. Mm. Questioning tonality, curious tonality, childlike tonality guides that curiosity in a way that allows you to move. And this is what I, what I believe is that this is us then co-creating with the universe. It allows us to guide that curiosity where we're still having that freedom to be able to choose where we go, but we're also allowing and tapping into that universal intelligence because it's not just a spiritual thing anymore. Science is showing that we're all connected. Mm. If we're all connected, then that means that we're all connected to that universal intelligence that is the whole universe, yes. the whole thing, right? Um, now, whether, whether you're religious or spiritual or scientific, it doesn't matter anymore. Well, it doesn't we're matter whether connected. we use the word God, source, universe. It makes no difference. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Tap into that. Tap into the limitless potential that is available to you. Know that you are that limitless potential that is available to you. And it's a matter of you getting out of your own way, which is that ego source, which originally kept us safe, which allowed us to survive and evolve to this period, but isn't going to allow us to get where we want to go. Mm, totally. No, you talked about being just outside of your comfort zone. And I want to touch on this really quickly. I have a, a I call it a syndrome, immediate yep. syndrome. And I believe that a lot of people come out, you know, because it, it can be scary when you're building your brand and coming out, putting yourself out there, whatever that is, whatever it means to you. And some people come out of the gate and they, you know, they're on social media and they're on Facebook Live every day and they're doing all these yep. things. And then all of a sudden they deplete 
And yep. I think you know what I mean by deplete. Yes. And all of a yep. sudden they're like retreating back going, oh, my God, I can't keep this up. I, I, yes. I just call it meerkat syndrome. It's like they put their head up, they do their thing, and then it's like, oh, my God, I need to retreat for a month. Yeah. By being just outside of the comfort zone, do you feel that this is going to help in being able to be able to manage that a little better? Yeah, I, I think there's, there's, I, I think this is a really, really great place to go right now. Um, there's, there's two parts that I want to mention here. The first is that the reason why a lot of people go with that all guns blazing retreat back, uh, often what they're looking for is external validation because deep down unconsciously they don't believe they're good enough. Um, and so what they do is they put out, put out all of this different content, go, 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 go. When they don't get the response that they're ideally wanting, which allows them to feel good enough and feel worthy, then the retreat happens because the reference points they've been building in have been, maybe it's not working, maybe I'm not cut out for it, maybe I'm not good enough, maybe I'm not, not, not worthy. Like those, those okay. that self-talk is happening and all of a sudden, the, because the beautiful thing about technology it can speed up the rate at which you uh, enhance who you already know you are or it can speed up the rate at which you feel even less good enough. Mm. And that's what can happen when you don't have the healthy sense of self, a high level of emotional intelligence, because I still have to do this. Like I use, uh, personally for me, doing a lot of speaking engagements around the world, I use LinkedIn a lot. I'm working with executives and founders and uh, with the coaching programs. Um, so, I, so I use LinkedIn a lot and, and I, I use messaging a lot. Uh, if, I, if I didn't have the healthy sense of self, I still have to check in with myself around this then the amount of perceived that you could have perceived rejection, perceived uh, people not wanting to uh, take action, uh, wanting to have a conversation. There are plenty of people that do, but there are plenty of people that don't as well. Mm, if you absolutely. don't have yourself, then you will focus on the people that haven't responded to you. And the crazy thing that's happening now, what I call it is this uh, assumption and non-assumption. And what happens with social media is the, in terms of assuming something, that has not actually happened mm. and which is the, 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 something that has, hasn't even occurred yet. And all of a sudden, somebody who hasn't responded to a message of yours and you're assuming that they haven't responded because they don't like you or they don't want to do business, it's something that hasn't even occurred yet. You're well, it happened to us just before the call. He said to me, have you watched the video? I'm like, no, but you could have made that. But you could have made that mean I didn't want to watch it or I didn't care. Yeah. When in actual fact, my email server was down, you yeah. know, and it's very easy to make assumptions. Exactly. And, and assumptions is a very dangerous thing because you can, between the period when something, is a, something has actually happened, let's say you send out a, a blast of an email or social media or message or anything else uh, that's, that you take an action on, the period between then and when something actually occurs, let's say somebody responds to the email, all of this, made up. Mm. It's all made up. Mm. And so if you're going to make up something, might as well make up something that's supportive of your success rather than detrimental to it. Oh, uh, my goodness. How so, much do I love that? That is awesome. Yeah, totally, right? And so, so utilize, utilize the powerful reference points for how things are working for you rather than how they're not working for you. Now, the beautiful thing about uh, getting outside of your comfort zone and just starting by asking some curious questions, it means that you don't have to jump massively outside yet. doesn't mean you're not going to get there because it totally gets you there. Uh, because what it means is that it, when, when you move slightly outside of your comfort zone and you start asking these questions and you maybe take a simple action, what then happens is you go, well, huh, 
If I can do that, then I wonder what else is possible. Notice the language. Mm. I wonder what else is possible. This is exactly what's happened repeated over and over, especially the last 18 months. Previous to that, but I just dialed it up off the charts over the last 18 months of, well, if that's possible, I wonder what else I could do. And if that's, if that's possible, I wonder what else, what, what else I could do. Mm. Um, and noticing each and every time that that occurs, huh. So all that's, all that's getting in my way is myself. So if, the more I get out of, out of my way, the more that things happen. Beautiful. Okay. How could I experience even more of that? I wonder how I can experience even more of that. Curiosity again. Beautiful questions, beautiful tonality, guides you in the direction of your dreams and allows you to grow even further than you could have ever dreamed of. Mm. So getting out of your own way, it's about asking really good questions. Yes. It's about asking them in a way that is questioning, you know, asking. Yeah, curious tonality, definitely. What, what else? Uh, a, 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 a massive one because, yeah, those questions alone aren't going to do anything. Mm. All it's going to have you is turning around in circles, asking questions, wondering why things aren't happening. Well, that's me. what I'm just thinking. Right. I'm picturing that <laughs> dog chasing its tail going, totally, right? Totally. Questions. <laughs> here's, here's, here's the thing. It's about then once you're – because it's about creating you – know, create the space, guide your curiosity, then use technology and other external stimuli to – uh, implement and execute and execute fast. The beautiful thing is once you're understanding what it is that you're going to do next and you've got certainty about that because you've allowed yourself to experience curiosity first, it then allows you to execute really quickly once you've made a decision. That's really important that you execute on that though. Now, here's what's extremely important when you are executing and it's the building of what I call reference points. Now, what happens is a lot of people have stacked on top of each other reference points for how things haven't worked. Now, whether that's in a relationship, whether that's in a previous business, whether that's in a previous marketing strategy, ah, oh, I tried that, it just doesn't work for me. So, BS, you just haven't allowed it to work yet and you haven't put a strategy in place to allow it to work yet. And so we build up these negative reference points so that all of a sudden the negative out, imagine uh, those of you tuning in, you've got two hands out in front of you, even. And imagine on the right-hand side now, the negative reference points go up and it's outweighing the positive reference points. You're, of course, you're going to have a negative version of yourself about how you're able to either achieve things or not achieve things. And what happens is we tend to, when we've got that negative stack higher than the positive stack, is the positive stack tends to actually be pretty scattered. And so there's a, there's a, there's a time that it worked way over on the left-hand side and then way off in the distance there's another time that, oh, back when my, my mother said it was okay to do something, then it worked <laughs> out. And, and then there's one just behind. Like, they're all scattered. And so you can very easily access in your mind the negatives about how things haven't worked. Mm. And it's very difficult and very challenging to access those that have worked. This is when, when I, often when, I, when I'll do the breakthrough days with clients, uh, that's often one of the big things that happens is we realize that in one area of their life or their business, that stack has been so high in the negative that they've just completely disregarded their ability to function in this area. All so of a what I'm hearing is that negative stack is really concentrated. It's all yep. in one area yep, and totally. that, that positive stack right is diluted. Yeah, yeah, it's diluted. It's everywhere. Yes, exactly right. And so the, the, the great thing about then uh, nurturing your curiosity and then locking in reference points for how things are working, start small. 
Start with a phone call that you have. Start with an email response that you get. Start with a like. Start with a comment. Start with just that you got out of, of your own way and did something that you wouldn't have done before. Um, those pieces and locking in those reference points, and it's important that you, that you stack both internal and external reference points because if you only stack the external reference points, you're at the mercy of your external environment. Mm. That's really important. You're not, if you're only building external reference points for how things have worked when somebody else is involved, then you are setting yourself up for requiring other people to know that you're successful, to know that you're worthy, to know that you're good enough. So stack those reference points internally about how you're kicking ass, about how you're taking action, about how you're doing things that are allowing yourself to get the results. Start small though. Start with the small things that you're doing on a day-to-day basis and what I, what I do, um, and I do this with clients as well, do it when, you, when it first happens. Then at the end of the day, have a, have a recheck, have a check-in. Uh, before you go to bed, have all of the technology gone and just lock in and go, man, you smashed it with this today. You mm-hmm. did this, you did this. Man, it was, this was awesome. How good was it that you were able to experience this? Uh, like lock those reference points in. Talk to yourself if that's what floats your boat. I definitely do. It's kick-ass. Um, it allows me, what I find by talking out loud about it, it makes it more real. It makes it more solid. It makes it more functional in the moment and it, and it locks it in even more empowering versus going, I mean, you just imagine. You know, it's like silence, right? That's like, yeah, if you can do that internally and you've got it all locked in, rock and roll. But, if, you know, you go, man, I absolutely killed it today. I did this, I did this, I did this. And you've got the motions of your hands going at the same time. You're getting a physiological and a psychological shift there that's moving you and locking in those reference points. So it's not just a thought, it's a feeling, it's a visual representation, it's an auditory representation. It's all of those sensory uh, pieces taken care of that allow you to get that locked in even better. And what happens is that, uh, and this is really important, is that it's to become part of your identity. Because mm-hmm. it's about, first of all, understanding, uh, you know, this is what I want to experience. This is what I could do to make that happen. This is what I actually am doing to make it happen. And you're locking in the reference points. And this is who I am. All of a sudden, it becomes not what I do, but who I am. Mm-hmm. That's the kicker. That's, what, that's where most people fall short is they implement for a while, but it doesn't become part of their identity. Mm. And they give up before it's part of their identity. They give up before it would be weird not to do that. And all of a sudden they fall back to dysfunctional patterns of behavior that keep them stuck in the same version of themselves that got them to where they were in the first place and had those challenges come up. Totally. And I know that you did say that it's okay if, you know, if you can run that internal dialogue about the success but I think that there's something really powerful in saying it out loud because when it's internal and especially when you're just starting off you know you've got that other voice that goes yeah you might have said that but I don't really believe you totally <laughs> totally Sam yeah it's, it's, it's absolutely it's, oh you know you know your little voice is inside imagine <laughs> inside your voice going oh yeah you did really good no you didn't <laughs> 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 are you, who are you kidding? Who are you kidding? Who do you think you are, right? It's a, you know, it's, you, you've got to be overriding that system and uh, you've got to believe that it's true. And so that, that's why the, it's a good thing. Like I said, you can start small if you need to, if you're really battling with this. Otherwise, start bigger and see how you go. Uh, but when you, when you lock this stuff in and it really becomes part of your identity, you start realizing that you are limitless, that you have 
this beautiful limitless potential that you're able to tap into any time of the day. Um, and, and the more that you can experience that on a day-to-day basis, the more it will become part of your identity, uh, the more that you're going to be able to make a greater impact in the world. And that's what we're here for. And, you know, we've done a full circle. That is, that's what we're all here for. I believe that we've all been chosen to be on this planet at this time when we have technology in our hands. And, you know, whether or not you believe that, that's okay. But I believe that we've been chosen to be here because we're the ones that are going to run with that. Such an incredible opportunity to, to be here as well, right? Uh, yeah. Like just, just, just think for a moment that we have the opportunity to connect with any, almost anybody in the world now. Um, another number of years and it'll be anyone in the world uh, yeah. like that. Like that, that is, it just blows my mind uh, when, when you think about how we're able to connect with people, how we're able to move people, inspire people, allow people to feel like they're a part of something greater than themselves. Uh, just, it is just beautifully remarkable. But the mo- really important thing to remember is that technology is a tool. And if you don't consciously use that tool in a way that moves you towards where it is that you're wanting to go, then there's a good chance that it's going to move you in a different direction. Mm. So there is still time. Where can people go to watch this piece of music, this film clip? I don't know what you call it. (laughs) (laughs) Masterpiece. (laughs) The masterpiece. (laughs) Where can we go and see that? Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the best place to go is, uh, is the face, Cameron Brown Facebook page. So, uh, cam, uh, facebook.com forward slash ask Cameron Brown. So, do that again. Facebook.com forward slash ask Cameron Brown. Uh, and, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a good place to go to, to, to see all of the, all of the deets. And, um, and, yeah, you can go on to thrivingcollective.com uh, and, and check it out there as well. And you've, your TEDx that you just did, The Surprising Power of Curiosity, I believe will, is due to be up at the end of June. So you Yeah, may, people will be able to check that out. People, it may not still be live, but by the end of June, I'm sure if we've connected with you on your Facebook page anyway, we'll all know when that comes out. Totally. Yeah, beautiful. Karen, it's been so amazing to talk to you today. And for everyone that's listening, I hope that it, it's given you, you know, swelled your heart and, and made you realize the power of possibility and the power of curiosity and to take your brain, to pick up your heart and take it with you and do something amazing because that's what we're all here to do. Love it. Beautiful. Cameron, thank you so much for uh, joining us here in the Thought Leaders Business Lab. I'm sure that we're going to have you back another time and uh, because you've just got so much to share. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure, Sam. I absolutely love this today. Do you want to grow and scale your business so you can make an even bigger impact? One of the reasons I've been able to achieve the success I have over the years can be attributed to one simple factor, surrounding myself with like-minded people, people who think big like me, who have a desire for growth and who understand the challenges we face when growing and scaling a business. That's why I've created a free community, especially for thought leaders and experts just like you, and I'd love you to join us. Just request access to my free Facebook group at Thought Leaders Inner Circle. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to share this on your favorite social account. Just head to samanthariley.global forward slash podcast, click on your favorite episode, and you'll see the buttons right there to share the love. And as this show is new, I would love, love, love you to leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. 
See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.